Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. I'd like to apologize for there not being an episode last week. I had a test that I actually needed to study for for school and for me it felt like it was just a little bit more of a priority so basically I decided you know what I'm not going to be able to upload an episode and so unfortunately that's what happened so I had to make that a priority and I ended up getting a 98 on the test so that's always great so yep just wanted to apologize for that But I am back this week, and so for this week's episode, I wanted to talk about maintaining long-distance friendships unapologetically. And I'm sure you're probably wondering, well, why is this like an unapologetic topic? And I'm going to be very honest with you. It's not really an unapologetic topic, but one of the reasons I wanted to discuss maintaining long-distance friendships is because I do always talk about preaching having a really good support system in so many episodes. And sometimes your support system could potentially be long distant. And that is very accurate, especially within my own life. I mean, I don't know about your life, but for me, I have basically had to deal with maintaining long distance friendships pretty much since high school. And I wanted to talk about why I think this is really important so you can continue to own your support system long distance, especially if you have to do that. So that's basically why I wanted to talk about it. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm unapologetically going to have long distance friendships. It's more about like still applying that strong support system in your life, which helps you live unapologetically because without people who don't support your bold life decisions and people who don't support you owning who you are and you living your most authentic life clearly like those are the people you're going to want in your life and the people you don't want in your life are the ones who are going to be the people who question what you do in a negative way and they are threatened or they don't really see any value in You living your best full life. And those are the people that we kick to the curb, right? So I'm going to jump into life updates very quick. And then we will get into our episode topic. So as you know, I did take a break last week because of the test. I was really struggling studying with this test because it was on a pretty complicated topic. It was on trichology, which is the study of hair and so there were a lot of like diseases and a lot of scientific terms that I had to like memorize and I basically had spent most of my night studying I spent the next day in class we even got like a study session in class to study and once I took the test I was feeling really good I felt super prepared and I only missed one question which was really great so I found a really great studying strategy for me, so I'm going to have to apply that for the next written test that I get, which I think will be in a couple of weeks. And speaking of school, I'm actually about to be wrapping up the last week of my first phase of school. Can you believe it's already been eight weeks since I first started school? 
that is wild to me. The way that it works at my program is that I specifically, because I'm just doing hair design, not full cosmetology, there are four phases for hair design. So there's hair cutting one, hair cutting two, chemical one, and chemical two. So I am wrapping up hair cutting one, and then next week I go into hair cutting two. And so this morning we got to meet our hair cutting two instructor, and he basically gave us a breakdown of what we can expect for the next upcoming eight weeks with him and what we're going to be learning. And I'm very excited for his course and to learn a little bit more in terms of some advanced techniques with hair cutting and some other styles when it comes to hair. So that is really great and I absolutely am loving school still and yeah so that's basically the beauty school updates. Last weekend was Labor Day weekend and that already feels like a blur to me. I'm pretty sure I hung out with Ryan for a good chunk of it. I know we watched a little bit of Charmed. We finally finished season six because oh my god we were so slow when it came to watching season six of Charmed. We finally got that done. So we've started season seven already. The goal is to be finished by Halloween of all eight seasons. I really want to get all the seasons done by like mid-October because I really want to do a video centering around Charmed. That's all the spoilers I'll give, but... I want to make sure that video comes out before Halloween because October will be a really good time to put out a video that centers around this series. This past weekend, I was basically out on the waterfront supporting my friend's dragon boat race. I remember last week she had sent us a group text, us being me and the rest of our friend group, that she was going to be racing in this boat race. And... Nobody else could make it except for me and even her own boyfriend couldn't go. And so I really wanted to go out and support her. And I know that meant so much to her. So she raced on Saturday and Sunday and her team did really well. And she recently joined this paddling club out where she lives. I had no idea she had even joined until literally two weeks ago. And she said she had joined once her and her boyfriend moved into their new place back at, in July. Like she was looking for something to do. And it's been a really great way for her to get a good workout in and meet people and get active. And she really likes it a ton. And I got to meet a lot of her teammates and they were really awesome. And they were like trying to convince me to do paddling. And I was like, that sounds great, but... I can't commit to that right now. Maybe when I'm done with school, I could look into dragon boat racing, but it's going to have to be another year because it's just not something I can commit to at the moment. I was very flattered, but it was her team's first real race. It was a really new team that had just formed and for their first big race, they did very well in their last race during the finals. They got first place, so I was really excited for her. So that was a nice, fun, wholesome weekend, just, you know, supporting my friend. And I feel like it was something that I kind of owed her because she came um, to visit me in school a couple weeks back, like in the beginning of my first haircutting phase when I cut her hair and I did it for free. So I felt like I kind of needed to return the favor some way. So she supports me. I support her. But, you know, friends should be supporting each other regardless, right? So those are the latest life updates with me. Nothing too crazy. I mean, I feel like life 
is very slow for me at the moment, especially with school. I mean, I can always give you school updates. There's always something cool to share with that. It is kind of draining just talking about my weekend plans because it's like it kind of gets old, but it is something to talk about. And I do enjoy the life updates because I also like treating this podcast like you and I are catching up. And that's kind of how I want the feel of the life update segments to feel. That being said, I want to dive into our topic of the week, which is maintaining long distance friendships. So I wanted to start off by sharing some of my personal experiences, see if anyone can really relate to this by any chance, and then I'll kind of talk about some challenges and strategies to maintain this. So I didn't start having long distance friendships until I got into high school. So when I was in high school, I did a youth group outside of school, and it's a nation, international Jewish youth group called BBYO. I've talked about it a little bit before. There are a lot of regions across the board, and so I was in a region that had two councils. So there was a council in Virginia, which composed of a couple different cities in Virginia, mostly the Tidewater area in Richmond. And then there was a council in North Carolina. So that consisted um, of a couple of cities all across North Carolina. And I know they've expanded over the years after I had left to South Carolina and I think even Georgia. But when I did it, it was just Virginia, North Carolina. And so I basically had to maintain long distance friendships because I would make new friends and meet these people at regional or council conventions that would be held, I want to say maybe quarterly. So once every other three months or so, give or take. And you know, it's hard. You don't get to see them that often. I'm in school. So clearly I'm busy with school and homework and extracurriculars. It's harder to travel to North Carolina on the weekends. Hampton Roads is a little bit easier, but even then it was still kind of hard to just visit those people on a random weekend just because there was so much going on. And plus, Sundays were the days where we would have our own actual local chapter meetings for the youth group that I needed to be attending. It was hard. So basically, the easiest way to see those people was to go to those conventions. But thank God for social media. I mean, Facebook and texting was pretty much like the main source of staying in touch with those people and then I would even make more friends during the summer when I would do summer programs and I would meet more people from all over the country and even internationally and so then that expanded the friends that I made even more and it was just more people to my list of friends that I was maintaining long distance friendships with and sometimes it got to the point where it'd be really overwhelming to keep up with all these people that I met and wanted to stay in contact with. I made it work, but yeah, I typically relied on social media for the most part to rely on communicating. With college, I only had a small amount of long distance friendships. I will say my boyfriend at the time, we were in a long distance relationship. So he went to a college five hours away from me. And we would typically visit each other about once a month for a weekend. So we made that work. And then I had my best friend who stayed back in our hometown. 
So that's just in terms of like people from my hometown that I was able to like be in a long distance friendship with because I didn't really have a lot of friends from my hometown. I made a lot of fake friends in high school and later I had to realize in college that these people were never really my friends to begin with. But that's a whole nother story for another day. I feel like we talked about fake bitches and assholes on this podcast so many times, especially when I first started this podcast a couple years ago. I won't get into it because we've already talked about it, but college wasn't that bad. I didn't really feel homesick and I continued to make so many awesome friends who weren't fake, who did support me. I'm not friends with everyone that I became friends with in college, but I'm so grateful for, you know, joining a sorority and the girls that I have made relationships with from that I still do keep in contact with not all of them it's definitely gotten a lot smaller since I've gotten older especially in my 30s but I still maintain those long distance friendships here from the west coast and I try my best to make sure that I am staying in touch and then once I got to grad school that's where it got really hard for me maintaining the long distance friendships with my college friends That was really rough because grad school was a very dark time in my life, which I've talked about on the show before. But that is when for once in my life, I was feeling homesick about not being in Virginia, which should probably come as a shock because I always talk about how much I hate Virginia. But let me just say Virginia is a lot better than living in Kentucky. God was living in Kentucky so bad. I mean, so bad. I made a couple friends in Kentucky, but the support system was not as strong as I would have liked it to be compared to the friends that I made in college. So I had to deal with that. And then once I moved to San Francisco, then I was really leaving my Virginia friends behind even more. But it didn't feel any different than compared to when I lived in Kentucky. I was just a little bit further away. I mean, I was all the way across the country for crying out loud. But, you know, same methods that I was doing when I was in Kentucky, I just applied that to San Francisco. So it was a lot easier to manage. And then once I moved to Portland, then I had to have long distance friendships from all the friendships that I fostered within San Francisco. And so... That can sometimes be challenging, keeping in touch with them, but at least we're in the same time zone, and I still do talk to my San Francisco friends. I don't talk to every single one, but I do make sure that I keep in touch and I check in with them because those friends were very important to me, and that was my support system and my social life when I was living there, and I don't want those people to feel like I've forgotten about them or that they're no longer relevant in my life because I moved, because that is most certainly not the case and I always make sure that whenever I go visit SF that I see them and I make sure that we spend that time together so that's super duper important but basically those have been like all my personal experiences with long distance friendships I'm curious to know if you were able to relate to any of that I mean think about how often do you have to maintain long distance friendships or are all your friends basically where you are I mean I think that's personally a privilege if all of your friends are exactly where you are and you don't have a single friend that doesn't live where you live congratulations good for you I do think it's important to have friends 
in different parts of the world. I think it encourages growth as a person. And so that's going to kind of lead me into the next segment, which is about the challenges of long distance friendships. And I promise when I talk about growth, it's going to tie into that. I, I promise. So just stay with me. There are a lot of challenges when it comes to long distance friendships. There are four main common challenges that I've at least experienced when it comes to maintaining long distance friendships. The first one is the distance. But aside from the distance, there are a couple things that are a little bit more nuanced than that. So time zones is a big thing. Most of my friends are still on the East Coast. And so being on the West Coast, I'm going to be three hours behind. And even that right there can still make things pretty difficult in terms of maintaining friendships. And it definitely can impact communication because if I want to be available to chat, they might not be able to be available to chat and vice versa. So like when I'm getting off work or school or whatever, they might be getting ready for bed. And when they're getting off work or school or whatever it is in their late afternoon, early evening, I'm still in the middle of my day doing something, especially during the weekday. I think it's where it's the hardest and the time zones really get in the way. One of my best friends lives in Israel and so there's a 10 hour time difference between us and that can make things really complicated, especially when it comes to communication because that's basically the only way that we're able to maintain that friendship is by talking to each other. If I text her, it could take her at least 12 hours just for her to get back to me depending on what time of the day it is for her and it is for me. What I have noticed is that she is the most responsive with her text messages right when I'm waking up between like 6 to 8 in the morning. It really varies. Because it's at a much more reasonable hour for her where she's living in Israel. And then if I am awake between the hours of 11 to 1 a.m. And that would typically be on a weekend because usually I try to be in bed by like 11, 1130 on a weekday. I try to be sleeping by then because I'm such a grandma. Ever since I turned 26, like it's gotten a lot harder for me to stay up all hours of the night. I like I just can't do it that much anymore. But she might be available to chat more at that time. But she also can stay awake a lot longer than me. So there have definitely been times where she'll be up at like two in the morning chatting with me where it could be like one or noon in the afternoon for me. And, you know, if that's what works for her and she is awake and alert and fine to chat that late, you know, that is her prerogative. But, yeah, time zones can absolutely complicate things. And while we're on the topic of, like, communication barriers and trying to find time to chat, I think that also um, is huge. It's a huge challenge when it comes to long-distance friendships because, then you have to figure out, okay, well, how often are we going to communicate with one another? Because I feel like most forms of communication these days come through texting, calling, and social media. And 
that's basically the only way to do it when you're communicating. And some people are not going to be as responsive when it comes to checking their phone or checking their social media profiles and direct messages that they're receiving. And some messages can go unnoticed and it can definitely complicate things and it can definitely make get harder to get in touch with people that is definitely something that I've experienced another communication barrier and this one's kind of falling more on me and I don't like that I have to blame my ADHD on this but I do know that my ADHD does kind of play a bit of a role in this and sometimes I get really overwhelmed in this thing called life and sometimes I don't always do the best job of reaching out to my friends first and shooting them a message being like, hey, how are you? Let's catch up soon. I haven't talked to you in a while. And that's a little shitty on my part. And even if I haven't talked to somebody in a really long time, I definitely get worried that people might think that I no longer care about them. And that's certainly not true. I just get so, so overwhelmed because of like, if anyone wants to reach out and talk to me, They know how to find me and they know that I will get back to them. But it is something that I absolutely need to be better with. And I really don't have a huge excuse because I certainly can take a couple seconds out of my day to shoot someone a text and check in with them. That is definitely something that I can hold myself accountable for. Because I know I'm always really good about getting back to people. Like I'm that kind of person who will either be really quick to text you back if you text me or I might take a while to get back to you but not too unreasonable where you're waiting like half a day for me to get back to you. I'm pretty good with checking my text messages and making sure that you'll hear from me within a timely manner. But yeah, that is definitely something that I experience a ton um, on my own and that does make it harder but I need to be better with setting time aside and communicating and making sure that I am keeping in touch. And because if you don't communicate with people, especially when you're in long distance, it can definitely complicate things and it could send the wrong impression that your friends may think that you don't care about them anymore when really that's not the case. I think distance in itself is a challenge because you're not in the same place and flights are really expensive. I mean, pretty much all of my friends would have to come fly to me if they wanted to visit me, even in San Francisco, unless if they're willing to do a 12-hour drive, which I personally do not recommend to do the drive from San Francisco to Portland. That sounds horrible. It definitely sucks how it's kind of always been me that has to be the one to always go out to the East Coast to see my friends. And I haven't really had a lot of friends come visit me in Portland. I mean, I definitely have had friends come visit me in Portland, but it's definitely more of me having to do the traveling than my friends having to do the traveling. And again, I know flights are expensive. I also have a lot of friends who are married with children and children can make things really hard and traveling and finding ways to travel with kids. That's always a hot mess. I really hope that people can still find ways to work around that. Like I just don't want kids to be the reason that you feel like your life is going to end because I personally believe it should be like that. That's just my personal opinion and I'm pretty sure it's easier said than done because I don't have kids. But anyway, 
it does get a little exhausting when I kind of always have to be the one to travel when sometimes my friends don't travel for me. But, you know, I won't open up those can of worms. I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, distance in itself, it's hard. Flights are hard, and I do get it. And that makes things really complicated. And then the last biggest challenge is the fact that, like, because you two aren't in the same place, you're missing out on shared experiences together. God, I mean, there are so many times where I want to do something fun and I'll think of my friend and I'll be like, oh my God, I really wish this person was here with me right now because they would absolutely love this. And it makes me think of them. And then I get that sad feeling that they're not there to experience that with me, which is why it's important that I still have a social circle here in Portland, which I'm very grateful for that I do have. And of course, like I can always have those experiences with those people. There is something that just still doesn't feel the same when it's like there's a specific person that you want to do this with and they're not there to share that experience with you. I had to tell myself that that's a temporary feeling because I just had to find a way to make it happen, which is why I think communication and following up And being consistent is the only way that you're going to be able to make those shared experiences happen, even if distance is a factor in your relationship. There are so many things that you can do about it to still have those shared experiences, but it does suck when you feel like you are missing out. And that can definitely make the distance feel really rough. One thing I do want to add is, even though long distance friendships do have a lot of challenges I do believe they are worth the effort and there are three things that I think make them worth it I think long distance friendships really help you appreciate your friends who don't live near you even more you have a lot of great things that you can catch them up with and you have a whole other life that you get to share that with and it allows you to really become more invested and interested in their life even more when you don't get to hear about these updates because when you see a friend frequently you pretty much know what's going on in their life already whereas when you may not see a friend as often even if you do talk to them frequently there are still probably a lot of things that you may not know about that maybe you just haven't been updated on and I think you know When you find that time to reunite with them and really play catch up, it really allows you to appreciate them even more. And it allows you to help you feel grateful for that friendship that you've maintained for so long. And it just feels really rewarding when you reunite with them. Another thing that I think is important with long distance friendships is that I do think it allows you to grow as a person and it allows you to not get too dependent. I think Elsa agrees with me once again here because she's meowing. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up in my hometown and I think you know me leaving my hometown really helps me grow as a person. I do believe when you stay stagnant with your same social circle and you don't branch out your friend group or you basically have never had any long distance friendships in general, I feel like you get really dependent on the same people over and over again that you become too dependent that you're not able to really grow as a person because 
it's the same thing over and over again and there's no change for you to like really experience this is just my personal opinion but i don't want to say like i enjoy having space for my friends but i think what i'm trying to say is that i like being able to have room to open up doors for new friends and new people in my life and still have them compliment my life while i still have my other friends even though they may not be right where i am it allows me to not get so dependent on somebody who can't be there for me all the time. And it allows me to become just a stronger person in general, which I think is why there's such a huge benefit to having those long distance friendships. And then the last thing that I wanted to touch on is that when you do reunite with them, that special time just becomes even better. And as I kind of touch on for my first point. I feel like you're able to really strengthen your friendship even more because especially if you have those friends where you're able to pick right back up where you left off, it goes to show you that you have that healthy relationship and that you always have to just soak in all of those beautiful moments that you have with your friends because you never know when you'll get them again. And that is just such a beautiful thing about having long distance friends. I want to go into the last segment just to talk about some quick strategies to maintain it. I feel like I've sort of sprinkled in a little bit of those strategies from what I just shared here. But basically, these are some things that I think you guys can implement to maintain strong connections with your long distance friends if you have them. I do think that technology is going to be a huge factor for all of us, right? I mean, we're in the digital age and social media, technology, apps, all of that is huge. It's basically the thing and it truly is like a really great and reliable way to make sure that you're staying consistent with your friends who don't live in the same place as you. Can you imagine if we didn't have social media? You would not be able to see pictures of people's lives and see what they're up to. I feel like a lot of people have become more visual. And so it's really cool to see like what people are doing. I think that's one of my favorite things about social media is getting those like visual updates of what's going on with the person. That's like my favorite thing about social media. And of course, we still have telephone calls. You can always pick up the phone and chat. But we kind of live in a society now where we can't just really call someone out of the blue and expect them to talk. I feel like now you basically have to schedule time to chat with somebody that you haven't seen in a really long time, which I find to be really sad. But I think at the same time, it's just kind of the norm and that's why I think it's important to be consistent and follow up because that open and honest communication and being consistent is going to allow you to still maintain that connection with somebody. I also recommend scheduling those virtual hangouts. Like video calls I think are huge. I think the best part about video calls is that even though they're not physically there, you can still see them digitally you can still see their face and you're still talking to somebody through a screen, which isn't, of course, the same thing, but I think it is the next best thing that you can manage. And it is still always nice to see someone's face, even if it's not physically seeing their face. And I think there's something really intimate about 
doing a video call with a friend because it truly can allow you to feel comfortable. You get to still be in your own environment while they're in their own environment. And it just really allows you to stay connected and share things that are going on in your life. And then the last thing is to plan those visits and reunions when possible. I know I just talked about how visiting people can be really expensive and it's hard, but set realistic goals and expectations of what's possible and look at your calendar and actually mean it and take action. Don't just say, oh yeah, let's do this and then you don't actually follow through. Like no, actually pull out your calendar, stick to a plan, set realistic goals and expectations and find ways to reunite with that person. If you have to save money, then you know, cool, set a goal to save money, of course. I think that is really going to allow you to continue to maintain that amazing friendship with somebody. With that, I want to just wrap up this episode because it is mutual effort when at the end of the day. And sometimes you do have to make compromising when you're trying to sustain these friendships. But if both of you are able to make effort to maintain the friendship and also make compromises then you'll be able to sustain your support system and those friendships so you can still unapologetically live your best bold life. I really hope that this episode really helped you. I feel like these are obviously pretty no shit moments that you probably already know but you'll be surprised at how clueless there are people out there who may feel lost or they don't know what's going on and they don't know how to maintain that friendship and they don't know how they can reconnect with somebody that they're missing. And I want people who are feeling lost and clueless regarding this topic to not feel so alone and hopefully that they can be brave enough to take action and to take control of those friendships. If you are currently maintaining a long distance friendship, I'd love for you to email me. Feel free to share other challenges and strategies you've had to maintain those relationships. I'd love to hear it. You can always email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And also make sure you give us a great review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode.